Welcome to the Abundant Wellness with Andrea podcast from surviving to thriving in mind, body, and spirit. Hey there, I'm Andrea Jones, registered nurse, functional hormone coach, inner healing and deliverance pastor, and most importantly, wife and mother of two beautiful girls. This podcast is really a conversation about how to discover and walk in an abundant life that God has laid out for us while processing what I call the messy middle, pain and overcoming things in our life that are hard in order to nurture all of the parts of you so that you can walk in abundant wellness in all areas. Hello and welcome. I hope that you are enjoying today's episode where we're going to dive in to uh, the topic of mental health, behavioral issues in children, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit more of my daughter's personal story with PANDAS. So if you are not aware of what PANDAS is, PANDAS stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Disorder associated with streptococcus bacteria. So the other version of this, if you think of pandas as an umbrella disorder for multiple other disorders that kind of fall under it, um, is the diagnosis PANS, which is Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Syndrome. So PANS, um, conversely, can be caused by any virus, um, any virus or bacteria that is not streptococcus. So PANS was um, come to be appreciated much later than PANDAS, which was initially uh, recognized in the late 1990s, so 1998, um, around that time frame, by Dr. Sweeto. And you can go look into her research. Her research is phenomenal and I would say groundbreaking and life-changing um, in the arena of behavioral and mental health for children. So. Um, As a pediatric nurse, I had seen maybe one case of truly diagnosed uh, pandas in my 15-year career. Now, I think now having the personal experience of having my own child diagnosed with that, that there were many, many, many other children, um, specifically those in the eating disorder clinic and those Um, who came in with other anxiety disorders, obsessive-compulsive disorder, those in the pediatric psychiatric unit um, that probably did have PANDAS, but we just um, didn't have the team and the structure and the criteria to accurately diagnose them. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about my journey um, discovering my daughter's diagnosis and what that's meant for us as a family. This is probably going to be multiple-part series. Um, but I hope that it benefits you for listening. Okay, so let me just start off by saying that um, I knew clinically what pandas looked like. I knew that based on the criteria, um, if you have pandas, meaning you had a, your child had a strep infection and they developed you know, rapid onset obsessive compulsive disorder, tics, Tourette's, etc., um, that it was fairly easy to diagnose um, if the clinician was aware of the diagnosis. Now, again, understanding what I know as a parent having walked through this with my child, um, I know that that is not always the case. And for a lot of these children, it is a more um, slow onset versus a rapid onset. So for us, it was actually pretty rapid. I would say um, she got a strep infection in May of 2018. 
cleared the strep infection, meaning she got through the fever, she got through, you know, the rash and, you know, the redness in the back of the throat, the painful sore throat, etc., um, within about 48 hours. So actually very, very quickly recovered from the actual throat infection. Um, and then we noticed just this very rapid decline in behavior over about a two-week period of time. And I'm gonna be very explicit with you about what that looked like so that if you are a parent or maybe you're a family member of somebody who is exhibiting these symptoms that you can show up for them, you can help advocate um, in this situation because even though it's been around for almost 30 years at this point, um, there are still very, very, very few practitioners who have versed themselves enough in this um, diagnosis to feel confident in diagnosing it. The other thing to remember with this is that this is a clinical diagnosis versus a laboratory diagnosis. So what that means is that we are going based almost solely and entirely off of clinical back, um, criteria um, versus a laboratory test because there is no one laboratory test that can identify pans or pandas. Okay, so I digress for a second there, I apologize. So May 2018, uh, she gets a strep infection. She is almost eight at the time. Um, and uh, we noticed this very rapid regression in behavior. So our very articulate, bright, intelligent, happy, sleeping child um, turned into a uh, I don't really know how else to describe it other than a very, very, very deeply unhappy person. Raging all the time, screaming, uh, throwing things, having noise sensitivity, um, you know, sensory meltdowns, hyperactivity, just through the roof, like almost overnight um, within a two week period of time. And I just had this gut sinking feeling that this is my worst nightmare and dear God, please don't let this be pandas. But somewhere inside of me, I think I knew. Um, I think I knew that that's what we were dealing with, but I was just hoping that I was wrong. And you're kind of in this daze because all of a sudden your life has just been flipped upside down. You, you go from parenting one way to have to parent a completely different way. All of our tools and strategies no longer worked. And so it was very, very, very scary. Um, even being a pediatric nurse, nothing can prepare you for having to see your child walk through this horrific illness. So I um, immediately made an appointment first with our naturopath um, and you know just because she was a doctor that had been treating her and I thought you know I'd like to go the holistic route with this if at all possible but I was being pretty uh, persistent and aggressive. So I went in and I said I just have this gut feeling that this is pandas. This is the timeline of her illness. This is the progression of her behavior. Um, can we look into this? Is there a test that we can run? What do we do? You know, and she's like, no, 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 it couldn't be pandas. We're just going to give something to calm her nervous system down. So we did some, you know, light acupressure, um, some, you know, Chinese herbs that actually did help kind of calm her down a little bit. But I mean, really, it took it from like a 10 intensity to like an eight, not very much. Um, the problem had not been resolved. Her pupils were, were still extremely dilated. Um, they were, you know, they were dilated consistently for about two years beyond that point. And I was not satisfied with that. I was not satisfied with the brush off of, you know, her symptoms. So I then went to our pediatrician who 
um, is very holistic minded, but has a pretty strong conventional background. And I just said, you know, I didn't even present pandas at the time. I just said, here is the timeline. I don't know what to do. Like, just, just like, tell me what am I missing here? And he said, I don't even need to run the test. She, this is classic pandas. There's no way this is not pandas. We're going to run her strep antibodies. We're going to look at her neurotransmitters. We're going to look at her gut. We have to get this kid help. And that was about three weeks after the strep infection, I want to say. So pretty quickly, he was on it. He, um, you know, sure enough, the strep antibodies came back extremely high. Um, and her neurotransmitters, her dopamine was in the toilet. Um, her serotonin was in the toilet. And it's like, no wonder, this kid is absolutely miserable. So that began our, what I would say, and I know this is going to be a strong term, but really our descent into hell. Um, and I was recently just within the last week or so reading a book for educators on pans and pandas. So this is helping educators within the school system to um, identify pans and pandas and their experts, their, their double PhD masters, you know, educators said that pans and pandas is by far the most devastating childhood illness they've ever witnessed in a school setting. And I can say that as a parent, um, I would agree with that. Um, I don't want to compare, you know, our suffering to anybody else's. Um, but I can tell you that it was absolutely devastating to our family to watch our bright, funny, happy, hilarious, goofy child um, just descend into a pit that we could not pull her from. And... Uh, you know, that we couldn't, we couldn't rescue her from that. We just had to walk her through, um, walk her through that healing process and, um, and realize that it was going to take a lot of time and a lot of patience and finding the right treatment for her because believe it or not, there is no one size fits all treatment for these children. It really does depend um, a whole lot on genetics. It depends a whole lot on their own biometrics. It depends on their physiology. It depends on the different viruses and bugs um, that might be influencing them. And so we initially did um, the genetic testing to see, okay, are there any genetic variances here that are influencing that? That was about a $4,000 test. Um, and then we moved on to uh, doing a different level of neurotransmitter testing to see if there were antibodies like working against her neurotransmitters. And then we had to go be put on a wait list for a neuropsychiatric evaluation. So this was after the school district actually refused to do an IEP. So, um, so she was, let's see, the end of second grade at that time. Um, by the time we were able to get into her school system and request an IEP, um, which is an individualized education plan where I met with the teachers and the support staff, and just to make sure that I was covering my bases, really, I wanted to make sure that she had support in the classroom for any neurological flares that I was not able to witness myself. Um, and they uh, did not do an IEP, which meant that we couldn't get a neuropsych evaluation covered by the state. Um, and so we had to go elsewhere to find a private, um, private practitioner who would do uh, a neuropsych evaluation, which ultimately I'm really glad that we went that route because she only works with children. She's well-versed in pandas. 
Um, and she's an expert in her field. She comes highly recommended in the region. Her name is Dr. Nancy Loss. Um, I will make sure to put her information in the show notes for today. Um, but we really just wanted to see what's her executive function look like? What areas is she lacking in? What deficits does she have? What skills do we need to build? Which then gave us a whole plethora of information to take to physical therapy, occupational therapy, her doctors, um, you know, anybody that's involved in her care could easily see, okay, these are the areas that we need to provide scaffolding and support because her brain can't do it right now. So there were multiple layers of testing that we had to do to kind of put all of the pieces together. We wanted to know what was going on with her neurotransmitters, what was going on with her nutrients. Was she getting the right amount of vitamins and minerals into her body that would actually help um, support the natural neurological functions that she needed? Was there bacterial overgrowth? Was there strep hanging out, you know, in her intestines? Um, and then finally, that executive function piece, which really did help us to put several different pieces together and actually help create a support plan for her um, that would enable her to move through this illness and actually give us kind of some um, mile markers, for lack of a better word, for how, um, what her progress would look like. So just to reiterate, this was not a blood test that showed us that she had strep. This was the antibodies in the blood test that said, okay, she's clearly having an autoimmune reaction to the strep bacteria. Now we need to see how is this impacting all of these other global issues in her body. And so we had all of this information and we're trying to now find a practitioner who can work with all of this information. So is there is there one that can somehow do all of this? And um, we ended up first working with our holistic pediatrician, um, got her started on a whole bunch of supplements to fill the gaps and did start to see some minor shifts or improvements. Um, but it really wasn't until it was about a year later that we found a homeopath in California, resilience naturopathic, Dr. Jennifer Barr, um, and her team that truly they only work with um, children with pans and pandas that our life actually began to get better. Up until that point, we had been, you know, trying to basically support her neurochemistry. We had been trying to support um, you know, her dopamine production, make sure she's getting all of these minerals. And we're seeing, you know, we saw it's kind of like calming down the storm, but she was still, anytime she was exposed to a virus or a bacteria or allergies, you know, it would cause this huge neurological flare. So I knew we weren't really quite at the root of what was going on in her body. Um, I knew that autoimmune disease would continue to progress if we didn't get a handle on this thing. And so after seeing testimonial after testimonial after testimonial, I finally decided to book a call with their, um, their naturopathic team and see if Alexis was a good fit. And so we went from within that first month, I'll have to pull up my notes because yes, I did keep track of all of the behaviors, which is really, really, really important if you're wanting to, um, you know, watch the progression of healing um, for your child to actually keep really good notes of what they're experiencing. Um, but she went from five hour rages a day to 45 minutes a day to once a day to 
once a week to once a month to now it never happens. And so uh, what homeopathy does, and you can go find Resilience Naturopathic um, or their Facebook group, um, Homeopathy for Pans and Pandas, where they go into much greater detail on all of this. But homeopathy actually works on the susceptibility um, that each individual person has towards um, pans or pandas. So it's, it's working on healing the body's response to the external environment. Um, and that's really when we began to see hope for the first time. Um, we began to feel like, okay, there, there is a way out of this. We will get through it. Um, you know, her body still needed those nutrient supports. Her body still needed um, supplementation. Her body still needed, you know, melatonin to sleep at night. All of those things because of how the antibodies were impacting her brain and her neurochemistry. Um, but really what ended up being the, the most healing methodology for her or method um, for her was actually homeopathy. So I will share other episodes on more the emotional and spiritual journey that, you know, kind of walked along this with us, um, meaning that the spiritual journey, the emotional journey that we walked through as she worked through her healing. Um, but for now, I wanted to just give some basic, like, these are the things that you need to test for if your child is experiencing behavioral um, mood issues, whether they're rapid onset or not. I mean, rapid onset is always a little bit more concerning because there's a lot of things that we need to rule out there. Um, but even if it's a slow progressive heal, you know, a uh, slow progressive decline in symptoms, we want to know what's going on there too because um, it is not normal for 40% of our children, 40 to 60% of our children to have mental health disorders. It's not normal. It's not healthy and it's not sustainable. And so um, I would invite you, if this is you and you are struggling, your children are struggling in this capacity, um, for this episode only, I would encourage you to go uh, go follow me on Instagram at healthy whole at home. That's healthy, W-H-O-L-E-A-T-H-O-M-E on Instagram. Um, and you know, you can go look, check out the link in my bio and, um, get connected with the organic acid test, which lets us know what's going on with the neurotransmitters, what's going on on the cellular level, how the body is processing, um, nutrients. If there's any genetic variances that may be contributing to illness, um, or behavioral problems. Um, and it's very, very important that as we do this, that we're looking at this from a holistic perspective so that our children can have the absolute best chance of healing as possible. So stay tuned for later episodes where I'm going to be sharing more about our journey with pans and pandas, um, how we've walked that out, where our daughter is now, um, and what you can do to help your children thrive in this season.